Welcome to another West March Guys podcast. I'm JT. And I'm AJ. And that's it. Today, it's just the two of us. And, yeah, uh, we're, get, we're, we're getting back into the swing of things. We haven't done this since the last Evil. And uh, today, we're going to get in on that. We're going to talk about playing on Twitch, our first impressions. I think we're going to get into some DM prep. And then we're definitely going to be talking about evil. my newest obsession, uh, 3D <clears throat> printing. But yeah, let's just like get right into it. So JT, first and foremost... What are your impressions with online play? Well, Twitch. Sorry, Twitch specifically. I have not been this stressed in a long time. I'll be honest. It's been it's been interesting. We've we've done a couple now, seven or so, six or seven. Yeah. And um, man, I'll tell you what. I every week you can ask my girlfriend a day or two beforehand. I'm like just on the computer, nervous, thinking about ideas, writing things. Like I don't. I'm so nervous about being underprepared that I just so overprepare. But I think it's good because we now I'm pretty ahead of it at this point. Yeah. But otherwise, go ahead. I was just going to say, that's kind of just a thing that happens when you get like that. Like you kind of get into like DM holes where it's like, you know what? I'm just going to make this entire well, fucking city. And it's, in, but it's, but it's for the world to see. Right. Like, I, do, and like, I know, honestly, I know we have a lot of, smart. I know we don't have a lot of viewers and I know it's just for fun and I know we enjoy it, but like, I feel like there's an extra added pressure because you guys, like you guys are my players and you've been so good. Like you've been on time. You're always there beforehand. So I can prep and talk to you guys. You've been responsive and I feel an obligation. I don't want to let you down. I want to be ready for the world. No matter what you want to do, I'm ready for it. Sometimes I, I forget to not rely on my instinct and my experience to do this correctly. So it's a, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've enjoyed it. I mean, this is the campaign I've always wanted. You guys have been there every day. You are invested in each other. You're invested in the world. You are Once again, I, I'll say this till I'm blue in the face. Like We come from a very blessed D&D role-playing tabletop community. Like The amount of players that we have to choose from is like staggering at this point. So it's just like... It I, helps with variety. It gets me ready for a lot of things. I, I mean, I'm playing with you, which also helps because I, I still rely on you as I always have for all of my D and D prep. Well, and you, I can. I also like the backseat, so <laughs> it's good stuff. But I don't know. How do you feel about playing online? Well, since I haven't DM, just as a, just being a player, uh, for me, not much has changed really in like the way that I play. But to be fair, I'm kind of an outlier because uh, you know we also have the podcast. We've already been playing online, so I'm not really too like shaken up by the idea of like being online or like you know being in front of randos and like shit like that because you know who cares. But we do have people who who mind, so I know that you know that is like a a mentality that people have. It's just for me, it wasn't a thing. That's good. I mean, you you, <laughs> I feel like you've won. I mean, not that you haven't before, but you. Especially playing heavy neck, you've really gotten into your role, which is yeah. really nice to see. Well, that was another thing. That was one of the reasons why I was I was excited to play 
in this. Well, one of the reasons why I picked Heavy Neck was because one, I've got his accent basically nailed down. Two, he was my very first character that I never got to play after five. So like it was just uh, it hit all the right buttons. I get you know Cole's there with Sheila. So like it's kind of and just it, like it's nice for me too knowing those players from before. And I know we're kind of revamping. Yeah, it. exactly. Like we tell our audience always recycle. <laughs> so it will callbacks are like so I want to say prevalent in the in just in media in uh, sort of like shows and stuff like that. So use it. People Helps real people in for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been, so, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I've done is I've used more maps than I've ever had before. And I've been going on uh, different Patreons and um, yeah, exploring different options and, and seeing what's out there for, for buy map paying maps. Because I mean, with all the work and all the prep running OBS, running the Twitch stream, like having the background, I, I, I really don't have time to build maps and, and there's such an, a variety out there in this and like at your fingertips, you can spend a couple bucks and get whatever you want ready to be made. Someone's already been excited to make it for you and just wants a couple bucks for it. And I'll tell you what, it is worth it every time. Now I can have different maps prepped, different scenarios already laid out monsters ready to rock. So I feel like having, like having those maps and being able to build that world really immerses it and being able to select. So that whatever they choose, you have something ready for it, which helps. Now, here's a question for you, and obviously you don't have to be that specific, but in a general sense for online play, because, you know, it's timed and we it's not exactly like we don't have six hours like I would like or anybody would like, but how many things to do do you try to like have prepped for the actual session? Like how many like NPCs do you so have? I'll, I'll, dip into, like, I'll dip into my... my- I can pull it up right now. So basically the way I've been running it so far is with your travel. So getting out of Blackwater was pretty linear and I did that on purpose. Getting into that dungeon was like kind of the first mini dungeon crawl. Killing the Duragar was just something to get you guys together and get you out into the world, right? I, I, I would say just as a, a, a DM tip, in the beginning stages, linear is good. Do not try to stray away from that because your party doesn't know each other. So like they needed a, a you guys had a common goal, get out of the city and yeah. you wanted to work together for it. No, it worked out well. And then once you were out in the wilderness, again, we had talked about this before, but I wanted to incorporate travel because I really enjoy travel and we don't play it enough in the West Marches. So I really planned the first couple sessions was just travel. So um, for that prep, I basically built two random encounter tables for the two different sessions. So the first session I built a random encounter table is a D8 that I'd roll. That's why I had you guys roll a D8 and I built out eight encounters for the eight okay. nights and everything you rolled meant something on the chart. And I'll be honest, I didn't stick to it hundred percent. Some things felt better at different days. And I went with that when it was appropriate. So it didn't Absolutely. matter what you rolled, but also it did matter because I did go off of it for randomness as well. Like, you know, a little bit of give and take as always. Didn't you do some stuff from Tasha's? Oh, I did the psionic. Oh, that's right. I did the psychic resonance. Dude, yeah. I, w- I dove right into it. And I feel like you guys loved it. The talking wolves. It you so ate it up. It was confusing, to be honest. Like, oh, the, at, the, at the first, bears? It was like, it, it was like, well, are the wolves able to talk? Like, is it something in the air that we're breathing? Like, it was it was fun. So. It was fun as hell. And I, I just kind of dove because we talked about, that was when we were talking about Tasha. So I was, it was fresh in my mind. I want to do it. Well, and and this got a lot of good stuff. I'm about to, I'm about to play Phantom Rogue. Oh, so. beautiful. So then I went into the, the woods or the open grasslands and I just built out the, I had a couple battles I wanted you to get involved in with the war, but it just, you didn't roll it and it didn't feel right. So, but you met the orcs, which was cool. That was a random encounter. You fought the, you fought the bandits, which was a random encounter. You fought 
So it was a couple anyway, but it was cool to travel. And then honestly, being able to build a world that you guys were going to stay in for two episodes where I could actually flesh some, th- some things out was probably the most fun I've had in a long time building a world and DMing in general. Did you make the whole caravan? A lot of it. And I built a lot of random, like your herbalist. Mm-hmm. I had just built a random cart with a random person and I wasn't sure what it was going to be. But I didn't know you wanted an herbalist. But when you found him, I'm like, well, I'm glad I had this made. Here it is. Thank and God. built it in. Yeah, so I try to, good. whenever I try to create like a big place like that, there's always like the classics that you throw in there. Well, well also being on the online, which has helped and kind of diving into this a bit more. We talk behind the scenes a little bit more than I think we normally would. I mean, we still talk before in the West Marches, but like for the city, I was like, okay, guys, like during the week, I messaged you guys on the Facebook Messenger and I was like, whoa, anything you guys really want to do in the city? And Sheila said fight and M said armor and clothing. You said you wanted an herbalist and a tincture. So doing that, I was able to really build those things out well first and have a couple sides, but that way I knew you were going to go there. So I like, Having a fighting pit in an inn, you guys wanted a bar, a place to drink and bet, and you wanted to fight. And I was like, well, that's going to be the center of attention. And it has yeah. been. And then I was able to really build out Glenn, you know, the innkeeper, and have like a somebody that you're working with, you know. And I feel like that was a good hook. He's a sketchy motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, listen, it's been fun. It's been really fun. And you guys oh, are yeah. good I've, either. I really enjoyed it as coming from the player point of view. It's been really nice to have a DM that is like, that wants to listen. That like, because trust me, I have, there are horror stories out there that I've heard from like other players of DMs that like, like you want to talk about railroading, like they like force stuff upon you. It was really nice for you to be able to be like, hey guys, you know, what do your characters want to do? Because sometimes it doesn't come out during the session. Like you said it during like, what was it? Two sessions ago. Like if there's open air, AJ is going to fucking talk. <laughs> Some shit just doesn't, just doesn't get out. It's really nice to be able to like have each person be like, I want this. I want that. And I feel like I've done good as well. And you've done well, like being like, AJ, you're not there. And you're like, yep. Because sometimes oh. you have a, you get excited and I don't blame it. Blame oh, you. It's cool. I mean, I, it's like, good. It's good to do, but it's, it's also fun that I feel like Josh and the rest of them are enjoying being able to do. I don't know. Yeah, I've been, it's been a lot of fun to do. And I, I really plan on keeping to do it. I know we can't play next week, but yeah, we're playing two I weeks. I think every two weeks minimum, played. at least. So talking about prep maps and stuff, you had some stuff you want to talk about. DM oh prep. yeah. So let's talk about my prep. Spoiler alert, I bought a resin 3D printer and I just got to say, it's the fucking coolest thing in the world. Um, <laughs> I, honestly, it's it's has reignited my love for DMing because I'm human. Uh, like after a while, like if you DM constantly every week, it starts to, to drag on you and stuff like that. So like I was not that I was like hating running sessions. I wouldn't have a session if that was the case. But like, you know, it was just kind of beca- it was like a carpenter making chairs. But after I got this printer, oh my fucking God, because here's the cool part about it is all you do is hit print and what you like, I mean, okay, so I, I still waiting for the mail to come I, I should, in. Sorry, let, I, I got to preface it with this. <laughs> all right. This is very a useful tool if you know how to kind of manipulate 3D software. So like I mean, modeling, you have a little bit of advantage there. Yeah, you have a little bit of, because yeah, it's a little bit of learning curve unless you, now this is the cool part is. There is a couple websites that are uh, basically model databases where you can go not only find ones that you can buy. Like I've bought, I've bought in like massive demons and angel packs that include terrain. They're just online. You can just download them. 60 bucks in my, it's now in my folder and I can print as many as I want. 
It's so cool. But there's also free stuff. I go to the chiropractor and I ask my, my chiropractor, like, oh, you're 3D printing? Uh, like, can you print me, like, can you print me a bone? And I was like, yeah, I'll print you like, a, like he wanted a lumbar vertebrae. I typed in lumbar vertebrae into the website and downloaded it for free and then hit print. It cost me like, I don't know, two bucks in, pla- in plastic resin plus, I don't know, like I, no, I, I still haven't it. done the math that's out, but it's probably like a couple bucks in energy to run the thing. And the reason why it's so cool is because now all of the little details that I put into my NPCs, I can now have minis that actually reflect that. I will, I'll, I'll touch into it when we get into the evil side, but I had, you know, they're going up against like some high level people. And so I was like, okay, so I made out the characters and I was able to find all the models online for like dirt cheap, print them out. And it wasn't just cool for me because obviously like, you know, I'm a yeah, I mean, heart. having your new toys always fun, but watching the players go like, like, be like, Oh, this is the cleric and actually have like a dude with a shield and like a sword and full plate armor. Like it's, they love it just as much. And like, it, it has enhanced <sighs> my wait. DM and my Dungeons and Dragons experience like tenfold. And the other thing is, is because we have DM friends. Now you have the ability to just be like, hey, AJ, like, I need... You got any drag- orcs? Yeah, I could print you out a whole, well, like... Not even that, what you print out, like, you're gonna bu- you're gonna make stuff to use, but you're not gonna use it every map, but, like... But, yeah, so, um, the only thing is, is the one thing that I'll say with, like, 3D printing is, like, not only miniatures, but, like, the terrain. What I have found success with is not doing, like, printing out, like, the full dungeon, like, a Dwarven Forge dungeon, like, with all the walls and stuff. Which just- is cool. It's obviously, it's obvious. We all want that. Obviously. But Dream setup. But, we'll get into that in a second. Exactly. But what I've found is a cheaper option is just go with some like generic sort of like cookie cutter stuff. So like walls, walls standard wall, brick wall. Yeah. Some walls, some corners, because here's the other thing is having terrain there is because you're not going to know the difference between stone and clay wall. They're going to see, oh shit, there's a no, wall no, there. No, no. What I'm trying to get at is like, the theater of the mind is only so good. And, you know, sometimes I can't describe the entirety of the cave for the players to be properly creative. But with terrain, it's night and day difference with their tactics. It's no longer, oh, I want to hit, like, I just want to go up and hit him. It's like, oh, I want to, I want to dive behind that rock and I want to come around and hit him from there. It's, your players are going to love it too. So if you have the, if you have the funds, if you have the knowledge, was it expensive? It, How much you spent? You, you okay, so I bought a relatively small resin three D printer. It's like a desktop. It's a uh, we're not sponsored by these people. I wish. No, no way. Uh, longer three D printers. No at if you me. want to sponsor us, please. Yeah, let us know. please. <laughs> I will shill for you all day. But um, no, so it costs two hundred dollars for the printer. It literally that's not bad. Really, that's not bad. Two hundred dollars. And so then the, okay, so then you, the, obviously the next question is how much is the resin? So the resin is like, if you go on Amazon, it's like between 35 to 45 bucks, depending on what brand you go with. And you can get like a thousand milliliters of it. I don't know, man. You've never like not that money. much for a hobby. I feel like I spend more money on shittier hobbies. Honestly, it will, cause this, it's, it's like, I'm printing it for like me, but like, I, get I mean, what's a D&D this. book go for? 60 bucks? I don't, I wouldn't know. I don't buy them. Fair enough. I can't express how much I have loved being able to have a 3D printer and how much it's added to my DM game. Dude, I print them out and I'll so just... So speaking of out. your DM game, 
If you had the best DM game, what would you do? Oh, if I had like a dream. Yeah, like our dream, dream setup. setup. We were talking oh about my design. god! Okay, I think we were kind of discussing earlier. Yeah. Okay. Well, obviously, it's got to be in the basement because it's dungeons. I disagree. Uh, I want it up top where there's light and wind. Mm, we'll see. Uh, I've always wanted to play outside. Ask these guys. Okay. Anyways, if I'm gonna go for it, obviously I'm gonna have a massive fucking table, a huge TV inset into it, so that we can, we can utilize the, the digital maps. That you're, and they have animated digital maps too, guys. Like they, the you world. Use, is you can use Shadow of War right on the table. That's the way to go, man. That's what I would do. It's uh, it's so cool. And then for so, for for different fights, you could add the physical terrain on top. Well, that's what I was about to say. Is like if you have accent pieces and you have the the overlay, like. That is more than enough to give your players stuff to work on. So uh, obviously there'd be like a couple cup holders, a little light that show that shines onto where the players are going to roll. So if they have a, a physical papers, they can read it without, you know, because obviously I try to keep it a little dim. When I, I think play. I would have slide out cup holders. Yeah. So you don't knock well, it over on the you table. Need, yeah, you, you need one that holds like the cup table. like at arm's distance at all times. <laughs> So, okay, oh, that, that's man. there. Um, have tons of crazy medieval shit all over the walls, like swords, lanterns. To tor- How cool would it be to have torches? That would be cool. I, I, surround I like all sound this. sound built into the table. Surround sound. And music, music. Easy music access. Well, because, okay, so if you have the TV, you can run it, the cord to the, like, the computer. And then mm. your computer can play music from the TV. Or if you have a sound bar hooked up, you hook the TV up to the sound bar underneath. And then, boom. Because. Someday. Because with, ter- with physical terrain, custom minis, a digital table, like, a digital map, and music. Honey, that is like I'm like I am wet just thinking about it. So uh, that's what I would do. What would uh, you do? I think the same. I would I would focus more per, just because I like the streaming and I like this West March guy stuff, and I've been really kind of getting into the production side of it. I you know I was telling you about the barn we're building up back. I think I would want to do the same, but I would loft it. I like light. I don't personally. I don't like basements or darkness just because I like to be able to see outside even if it's dark out. But I would have some windows, but I would make it so the walls were more soundproof. I would make this round sound lighting and I would add fixtures in for cameras and oh, ca- yeah. cameras and microphones so that we could record and we could produce right from there or we could turn it into a D&D studio and then we could record it if you want to watch it later or whatever just because I like that. You kind know of what stuff, you could so. do is, as, so if you have the, the battle map or battle area in, inlaid or in stepped into the table, you yep. could set up cameras on the corners you could have table. it all built. I would have it all so you built. You could have like go. four on the corners, one above, and then you could have the rest just sit around us to get the people. And I think that'd be the way to go. I'd do a square table, I think. With cross we got to do it. We should do... Like, Soon enough. We should plan a three Dungeon Master mega like marathon for when we all can actually like be in person again. Oh, I can't wait. I'll print out a fuck ton of terrain, a ton of minis. It. It'll be great. But, I love it. So I think, I don't know, that kind of brings us to what we want to do in our prep. Do you want to touch on, so we were talking earlier, our last episode that me and AJ did together was um, being evil. the evil, being evil, evil and I. And um, yeah, we just want to touch on how it's, cha- I mean, it's been a while. We've been doing this podcast for a while with online play and limited resources. It's kind of changed a lot. So how's evil changed for you? Uh, well, first and foremost, I, I was tired of my encounters getting steamrolled 
And I took a hard <laughs> look, a very hard look at all the bullshit magic items that you I listened had to our challenge ratings podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I had to take it from him, but I wanted to do it fairly and I wanted to do it like plot driven. You know, they're obviously evil, yada, yada, yada. I created a magic item that destroys magic items. Ooh. So, but, I, you know, it's a role. So, like, it's a role to see if it actually, it, like, it was either they get destroyed outright or it gets disabled. So, like, it has okay. to be fixed. There was a chance to roll. However, like, one of my players, who was the one I was going after this entire time, because she's a shadow monk who I gave a flying carpet to. Oh, man. Why would I, I do mean, that? Fault's, who fault, who's fault? It's my fault. I know it's my fault. <laughs> so I was aiming for her first and she rolled like a five. And so what the threshold was is if, if you rolled below, like, I think it was a seven, then it was going to get completely destroyed. If you met, if it was above a seven and higher, it was just disabled. So it was, That's, it was okay. fun. And Did so, it got, so it got destroyed. Oh, I, I destroyed the magic carpet and I destroyed Beautiful. my rogue's scythe, which is like a scythe of life stealing, but it, I d- disabled it. So it had to be fixed, which was funny watching him use a knife for like the first time since like the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's all I really have done. Uh, have they stayed evil? Yeah, absolutely. They're still very much evil, still murdering random people they run into. They, and it's still enjoyable. They haven't gotten sick of like murder hobos or anything? No. Well, what I've done to kind of spice it up is okay. because they're their own evil entity. I decided to, because I like being a player more than a DM and I want to test a bunch of builds. I just have created like my own good combat, like mercenary group to fight them. And if I made them with enough characters to the point of where, like, I kind of caught their attention because, like, I made a play at one at one of the sections of their army and actually got a lot of them out and they got really pissed. So then after that, they go, okay, who are all these people associated with? Because they're all going to die because we don't because they have the evil army and they're progressing. But these guys came in and started, like, fucking everything up. They're still... Still very much evil and still awesome, like, man. okay, one of the other things is um, because I give out points for evilness, I give out extra XP if you are evil. Like I reward it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's an evil group. What do you? So, <laughs> so one of my players is like, she's like a fantastic shit talker. That's awesome. So she, so she shit talks me dirt while we're, while we're DM, <laughs> like while we're actually in combat. And like for the first two sessions, I'm telling you, I'm not good at it. I'm not just, I'm just not, it's not in my like wheelhouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, eventually I started with the characters I created. I have like one liners that I would throw at her because I knew she was going to talk shit. <laughs> but I love it because, like, gotta they, play the head, man. That's, that's just a, one of the reasons why I think uh, they have continued to do it. Plus, I mean, they're a bunch of goth kids. So, yeah, they like being evil. So, it's, it's just natural, but it's that's been a lot of fun. And I, they're getting to be, they're a little 14 now. So, that's it's, high, man. Level design. Well, well it, my my next tactic is is they're getting too strong for the material plane, so I'm gonna have to start taking them mm. somewhere else, maybe dude. like hell or the abyss or someplace like that. I've gotten really excited, I, dude. I don't know. I've I've 100 come a long way since. I mean, since we started this podcast and just said steaming in general, but also since streaming on Twitch, like you said, prepping for your characters and being ahead of them, right? Like, I feel it like helps. this is by far been my best campaign so far i yeah well i really enjoyed it it's what i wanted lindstrom to be initially it's what i wanted lindstrom to be when i killed you guys and it's funny when you said lindstrom because i was about to compliment you because what you're what what i'm experiencing now was all of the things that i loved about lindstrom 
when you were first doing it. Like just with, without the, the the amount of detail that you had in like the world around you was like it was great and it was immersive and it's nice that like, you, it's only gotten better since. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. So just keep it up. Don't mess Thank up. You. I can't you know, wait. To, I, I have up, no, we're going to call you. On listen. It. So, I, I mean, I want you guys to get the boat. I, I mean, I want you guys to go south. I want you guys to do all of it. I we'll don't know. Whatever you guys want to do. But I'm excited to see you guys grow and build. And I'm excited to see how we play it into the West March world. I'm excited to see how it goes about. So I'm just excited. Yeah, I'm excited I'm to still, keep going forward. Honestly, it's still kind of impressive that we're doing this all in one. Like still. Yeah. It's all, it's, we haven't run out of content. But I mean, it's a world, so it can be kind of as big as Yeah, but I feel like, dude, it, here's the thing, man. We still have it two started continents with, that haven't been explored it, yet. It started with, like, one world, one continent, one city, everything empty. And now, like, we could write a book with our, we could build our own world, write a, a world book over it. Easily. I, JT, that is one of the, if it's one of the things I've been mulling over is the idea of putting our West March into an actual module. There's enough there now. It's you have to tweak a couple names or get permission, but what if? I mean, well, because we couldn't do it because the West March is technically like character driven, so it would have to be like it would just have to be a campaign setting. It would have to be a campaign setting, but it would be cool because we could have good and evil. Like we could have like we could have two books that go together. Oh, yeah, listen, stick around with the West March guys. We have a lot of big things coming. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm I mean, serious. We're not, not going anytime. anywhere, man. We Dude. still love and we're still enjoying the crap out of doing this stuff. So I'm not we going anywhere. We can do the art. We got the players. We'll never run out of content. I'm not worried about it. But that would be cool, though, to have like a campaign setting that's like made for good and evil players. Does that exist yet? I don't know, man. It should. We're, we're going to try to be the first. Well, hey, thanks for listening to another West yeah, Coast yeah, podcast. Stay tuned. We're going to have we're trying to do biweekly right now. I'm also, I know it's a little sporadic, but if you catch a Twitch live stream, we'll try to put it out ahead of time when we know we're going to play. So hang tight. We'll be back to finish up the city and get back to hopefully the open ocean, but depends on what they want to do. It's all there. It's it's a player's game, but I'm always on Twitter. I've been on it pretty much. I'm actually pretty good about it now. So come hit me up. I'm always listening. I believe we're on Instagram, Facebook. You can Facebook for sure. Email for sure. Send us the questions. Send us like comment on review. If you listen, hey you listening on Apple Podcasts, yeah, I know. I'm talking to you. Write us a review, five stars. Help your buddy out. Get them interested in this game. Tell everybody how much you love it. It was a pleasure as always. We'll be in touch. Stay safe out there, you guys.